Well, you saw my hand go up, my friends. You won't know why, because it's been, it will be edited, but Zoom has decided to put a woman's voice on it. It lets me know when this is being recorded and when it's not being recorded. So you won't hear because the, the person I have who will intro outro will take that off, but sorry, my hand went up because I don't like it, but that's life. Life has a place where things occur that we may not like and we have to accept, right? Yeah. So welcome all you beautiful people. Welcome, welcome you joyous miracles. God bless each of you as we turn on the wheel, as we move through dimensions and, and considerations and also our own stuff. We're not gonna point fingers out there, my friends, because this has been years of prayer that's brought it all to the surface, as well as what's been hidden low in ourselves. So it's not them and us, it's not even all of us. It's just a no, a no enemy way. And what we do know is we must, we can no longer do noble. How does my friend put it? He had a tremendous dream before all this hit. And he actually came to me very shaken by it. We had counsel over it. Uh, noble, it could be no more, no more noble action. It has to be done in a way that is really, um, real it's really fluid for the people i guess more of the the female and more of the balance of the male female in expression so pay attention now because that the doors are opening there is a dangerous place we're in and that dangerous place is we will forget easily or we haven't quite grasped the real lessons of these these um what experiences these setups on every level these internal things that have changed for us let's not go running back because to go back to the way it was is really not the way to go we were dying the earth was dying and now we have a chance to live differently in council with the elders adults and children and we have a very big place to decide now because the earth really doesn't need us to heal her. It actually needs us to leave her alone. Stop throwing stuff everywhere. I was going to use another word, caught it. Uh, stop throwing, you know, our, our, our garbage, both intellectually, verbally, body language, thoughts. And I'm not a big one about be afraid of your thoughts. I believe that you're healed internally. Your thoughts change. And we have too much of a large creator creation we're not getting punished for every thought we have. Because otherwise, I would have been gone, long gone. At like 20-some uh, years old, I would have been zapped off by Thor. And I would have been out of here. So it's not that at all. This is not a punishing God. You know, for every action, there's a fair and equal reaction. And this is the biggest gift we can get. Because if we can translate this and go ahead and mutate then we will be the ones that will be spoken about of having healed the disease darkness so it will come no more. Our children are waiting on us for this, our grandchildren. The mantle has been lifted and in that power of it being lifted, there's a whole energy um, um, push forward that's occurring. So let's not go rushing back, go to the movies, enjoy no mass time, I won't say vaccination or not, it's none of my business, but I will tell you that if we go back to just taking, we will have to learn deeply. And this time it's going to be even harder. So without being too doom and gloom, enjoy freedom coming back, but let's bring some maturity, okay? Some wisdom to all this. It's important that our lives depend on it, literally, literally. All right, enough of me, because this is not about me. This is about you. It's about this wonderful woman here to my left as I'm looking at the screen. I'm a little dyslexic. I always have to stop. I'm, literally, sometimes I have to turn my body to see which way I'm talking about at the time. And this woman, um, I met her through a client. And it's actually the first time I'm actually seeing her. And uh, she asked me to please be on her podcast, which I was deeply honored to do. 
And at the same time, uh, when this client was asking me to connect with her, I thought, what a great person to have on my podcast. I had no idea, really, logically. It was just uh, my insides were saying yes. So today I am honored uh, to welcome Karen, and you're going to get to say your last name. See, I forgot it. I told you I would forget it. And I didn't want to program myself, but I went right out of my head. Rontowski. Rontowski. Woo! It sounds like we should have, it's like, it's like a football team's name. So, you know, we should there's, a, gr- there's a Gronkowski. There's a, a football player named Gronkowski. Oh, I don't know that. I didn't know that. See? So, and, and Karen has been around uh, quite a bit here from what I have um, heard. And uh, she goes by her name, obviously, but also Paranormal Karen. That's her podcast. So welcome, 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 Karen. Well, thank, you. thank you for having me. And people just loved you on the podcast. In fact, I, I believe you're coming back very soon and yes. I can't wait as well. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. We'll have fun again. And I just love, you know, what amazes me about all this is I have a lot of wisdom as a human being, but for some reason, when spirit speaks through me, it's like the whole fulfilled feel. I guess because they, they don't, they're not, they didn't have my life experience, I guess. It's, it's just such a, a phenomenon to watch, really. So Karen, let's start from the beginning. Now we don't have to discuss like from your very first breath or even in utero, unless you're remembering utero, that would be a fascinating topic at this time. Because I remember being three years old, standing in front of people going, they're over there. I'm over here. They're feeling what they're feeling. I'm feeling what I'm feeling. It may be similar, but I would never know. And someone told me later that's actually quantum physics that I was oh, looking wow. at. And I was like, really? You know, so the phenomena of uh, all souls is the depth of their wisdom. So let's talk about, let's talk a little bit, because I'd, like I'd like to let the people know that you're a human being. You were born. <laughs> From a mother and father, a little bit of yes. childhood has it influenced where you went with your life. You know, we never know who out there has suffered or struggled with pain and can see that really it can be, it, it gets used um, for um, understanding, Good. compassion. Really. For learning. Yes. So go, you, you've got the floor. You, you can start. So, uh, so I was born in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And, um, yes. And, you know, it's funny. I love when people can remember being in the womb or whatever. I do not. In fact, to this day, I still don't, I can't remember last week, but it's sort of serves me well. I don't know why, but, uh, so I was born in, you know, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, not a small town, but not a big city. And I went to college in Boston and I had always had a little bit of psychic experiences. I always was like, like I was born a believer. I just was already on board and uh, I really wasn't a student. I was dyslexic also. And I remember uh, watching a show. I was, it was very late one night in college watching a show and a stand-up comedian came on and I said, that's what I'm going to do. And I right, you told me you did comedy and I forgot. Yes. Well, I still do that now, but I spent, uh, I finished college early. I got on an airplane. I went to Vegas. Now what did you go I to mean, college for then? I think it was communications. I just couldn't, I, I hated school. I couldn't wait I know, to get out. That's perfect though, because it's what I do now. It's what you do. It really was what you do. So go ahead. Yeah. And then I, I, it's sort of just to recap, I moved to San Diego and I spent about 30 years on the road. Now to backtrack when I was about 24, I went and saw a tarot reader named Jackie Valdez, who I still call my teacher. And I was so taken with her and how she read and her, she was what the, what separated her, I think from any other psychics I had seen was that she was not not just the real deal, but she lived the life. She had a a guru in India. She went to see him all the time. She was just, um, I don't know, you know, you know, sometimes there's psychics that can like 
just throw out information with no, you know, empathy or even own spirituality. She had it all. And she had told me to buy a deck. She said, you should buy a deck. So in that time, when I was on the road for 30 years, it was like my favorite. I, I don't know. I feel like they're my friends. I feel like in the writer deck, those are my friends. Yeah. And I the writer was deck so, is my, my favorite deck too. It's, yes. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's it's like it's alive. It's just I I don't know. It's my I think everybody should. Well, you know where that rider deck originated from, right? The uh, Italian deck. No, the rider deck originated with the 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 the, uh, the royal courts. Uh yeah, I think I think we're I think we're talking about yeah. I think I own that deck also, where yeah. they're all red and blue. Red, white, and blue, they're not no, this is the other yellow colors. box. I thought they came from the royal courts, and I know it had a lot of Hebrew inclination in it. Like the Tree of Life is in it a great deal. Yes, yes. There's, In fact, there's a book called The Rabbi's Tarot. This is how interesting tarot is. Oh. Um, there's a book called, I I didn't think I was psychic. And and she knew so much about this deck. And, she's, and I thought, if I study everything, I learn every color, every line, I'll be able to put this together like a puzzle. And that was really what I did, not realizing that turns on your intuition and your psychic. Tarot is like what you give to it, it gives to you. And this is how interesting it is. There's a book called The Rabbi's Tarot, and it is the most intense book about these cards. I got it when the ladies, I bought it from her before Amazon or anything was there, and she signed it for me. It's out on, uh, I think Llewellyn has it out now. For five years, I couldn't understand anything in it. Didn't know what she was talking about. Couldn't hold my attention. And then one day, the whole thing made sense. And I still just read it for for like interest because she talks about the tree of life and all the Hebrew words in it and, and all the Latin and what it means. It, it's really, it's a lot. You have to love tarot. It really just one day uh, dropped in the place. We have a very similar line because I got the cards and started reading people and one night it just dropped in place when I was yeah. looking at the cards and reading for people and the, the the tree of life that's you know before we well people don't know but before we came on to zoom I was speaking to you about how to weave in the whole understanding about love and and the living experience that that the universe is out to get us, but in a good way, it's all about the love. And the tree of life to me, you know, we do a lot about the uh, Merkabah and about the flower of life. The tree of life has somehow gotten a little lost back there, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll let you go. If anything comes up with that, fine. If not, we're going to zigzag. <laughs> this is not a space. Yeah, Exactly. All over the place. So um, I know I'm jumping back and forth timelines a little bit, but I believe it's making sense. But I so all this time I'm doing comedy on the road and I'm a paranormal investigator. So traveling to different clubs in different cities. And I think there's only two states I haven't performed in. And uh, I was on the road about 30 weeks a year. And about four years ago, I was like, that's too much. I need to I need to take it down a little bit. So I said, well, maybe since I read for all my friends, I'll open a business. And I opened a business also about, I think 10 years ago, I started a show called Psychic Standup where I do my standup. And then from the stage, I do readings and I make it funny with my friend. So I've been the, I feel like I'm the luckiest person in the world to have two jobs I love that integrate that I can make work together. So when I'm out on the road, I don't do readings when I'm home and I'm doing stand-up in LA, I do readings at home. But um, I feel like, you probably like this too, There's, there isn't, I don't think a week that goes by that I don't learn something new when I'm doing readings. I don't learn something new about the cards or about people or it doesn't open my mind. In fact, it was always funny to me that people thought that these cards are of the devil or whatever they think, because I have never felt more connected than when I'm doing a reading. Like, I think it just made my connection to spirit and God more, more intense. Let's talk about paranormal investigation for a moment. Sure. Some of your experiences without, of course, keeping things in anonymity when you have to here, but uh, 
let's talk about because I have never done paranormal investigation, but I've seen I've walked in people's houses and do car readings, and I've one house in Northeast Philadelphia. Things come full circle from back in Pennsylvania now. Um, I walked in to do readings for two sisters, and I looked up, and there's a man standing on the top of the landing on the stairs. I can still see it. I knew he was not of the physical realm. So when we sat down, I said, who's the gentleman? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I described him. And, and nonchalantly, this woman was so turned, tuned in. She said, oh, that was my dad. Doesn't surprise me he's here. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've done that. I've walked into a school that was turned into art studios in upstate New York. And this 14-year-old young woman who was obviously in spirit ran towards me and literally almost knocked me over until she could get a voice you know, to um, speak about her passing away, not in that building, but like miles away about her mother still grieving. And so I've had, I've not gone in to search. They've come to me. Now, has that been your experience that they've come to you and that's why you started searching? Well, I'm, I'm actually working on my mediumship now, which I'm pretty good with, but not uh, I'm not as good as you yet. I'm still in tarot moving into um, mediumship more, doing it more and more every chance I get, I, I can. Mm -hmm. But I always find paranormal investigation because of usually you're investigating a place where terrible things have happened. There, it's, uh, you know, you're always in an ins uh, old insane asylum. You're always in a, you know, 10, 20 people were murdered here. And I was actually very lucky for the people that I met when I started investigating, because I talk about spirit putting you where you're supposed to be. I wanted, I always wanted to mix comedy and the paranormal. And I found a radio show and I emailed the two hosts and I said, Hey, do you want a comedy reporter? And they said, sure. And I don't even think the radio show lasted, but that had to be 30 years ago. And I am still friends, great friends with um, the, one of those gentlemen who is, who is a demonologist. And he and I work together when people have something bad in their house that they can't get rid of. But he taught me right from the beginning about protection mm -hmm. because like you know, in it, it, on my podcast, I will talk about that over and over because young people seem to think nothing is bad and nothing can touch me. And I'm like, you're going into very dark places and you need to know how to, you know, conduct yourself. Here because I'm finding with the young ones, and I believe that's why, you know, I'm an elder now. I don't know about you, but I'm yes. you know, <laughs> about 58 and when you hit 60, you're you're legally an elder in the in the in the council idea, you know, the concept of, of the circle. Yeah. And as elders, we become much more focused on the communities and on the we try to teach the children, but if we have to circumvent them, try to teach the adults, I'm sorry. But if we have to circumvent them to get to the children, we will, because that's the future. And I find, and someone uh, got a little upset with me, I, maybe it was my tone of voice. I said, you know, all these young ones coming out doing this work, but where are their teachers? Mm -hmm. Where are their teachers to teach them? Now, maybe they do it on YouTube. I had to sit in front of teachers, you know, that, that was me, you know. That's how I feel. And I still to this day call Tommy my mentor and his wife is my best friend. So I'm on the phone with them all the time. But I always because I've made those mistakes and I've had to call him and go, hey, oh, yeah. something, you know, um, and I still feel like, I, you know, it's even this part where uh, I just think mankind has such an arrogance that like you would about the earth or about what powers we have, or you can't bother me. And it's like, everybody has to learn that lesson oh, yeah. the hard way. But yeah, but I'm always, always check. I always check. I always have teachers or elders and I have a great sort of group of psychics around me that are, that I look up to all of them and we all help each other. So it is about teachers. And I, you know, what's interesting, but I do think is changing is sometimes I think the young people can't find teachers. I get so many emails from my podcast where people are like, I had no one to talk to about this and I'm glad you covered this topic. And I, I listen every week. I can't talk to my husband. I can't talk to people. So I think um, it's good to have like this podcast out there or any podcast where people can listen or, you know, announce, hey, I'm teaching a class in this or I'm teaching a class in that because I really think 
a lot, there's a lot of good information out there and people just have to take the time to learn. Sometimes they say, I didn't even know there's a mediumship class. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a million. A million you know? of them. And, but it's, it, we really are in the time where things have got to be handed off to others. So yeah. let's talk about protection. Let's talk about, if you want to talk about any experience you've had with the paranormal that won't like make people's hair turn on fire here. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand some of that, so, you know, and, but also protection and then um, your comedy. I mean, we have so many ways we could go with it. I just like, <laughs> let's just talk for three hours and see what happens. Um, okay. Protection? Yes, please. So I actually am getting ready this year uh, to shoot a comedy special about, uh, and it's very funny, so folks can watch it and not be afraid, but it literally was, I used to have people over my house and we had a, a uh, witch come over and she said, hey, why don't we all try a fairy spell? And I was like, whatever, okay. <laughs> See, you're already, you already know. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's a big oops. I should put like, when I have it said it, just put, and when you're talking about that, just put the word oops vaguely across the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Exactly. And it really, the special is really a very funny story because I fixed it. But literally what happened was um, we did whatever this woman, you know, I can't remember, we tied a string together or something. And then we put, gave it some chocolate or something. Well, what you don't realize about Faye when you make a deal with them, they're not interested in that deal being over or fair. And it kept coming back and it attached to me. And um, I had to go to Tommy. <laughs> and uh, it, it was actually a very funny story because I just, uh, well, this part isn't exactly, but I just kept getting more and more angry. Like I wasn't me. I had a friend that was very psychic that was like, you're not you anymore. Something's going on here. And, um, my best friend that lived in Florida, she's an animal communicator. And she literally calls me and goes, hey, your dog just contacted me and told me you have a bad attachment and you're wearing it like a cape. <laughs> well, now we know your dog is definitely your familiar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. That's, that's it. So then I call, I said, and even in the, in the story, I go, and then I call my demonologist and he's like, what did the dog say? And then I called the animal communicator and it goes back and forth. And at the time it was terrifying, but yeah. it's one of those, and I hear a lot of, and I don't believe that all fay are bad. I moved out of all fay are bad into some are good. I'll just mind my own business. Right. Um, but there's a lot of young people that try spells or things they do see on YouTube. And there are, I'll just, you know, there's a lot of bad information out there. So, um, but that was one of the stories that happened to me. Um, there's a, some wonderful stories of investigating places and just crazy evidence or crazy, um, you know, uh, we were in a men's, uh, during the day, it was a men's prison. Prisons and insane asylums tend to be your biggest activity and where you have to do protection. And uh, we had, we were in one of the cells, it's empty now, it's a museum. And uh, everything happened at once. The lights went up and down, every piece of equipment went off. And then the phone that, there's a crazy app called uh, Ghost. I don't know what it is. It's not really a ghost tracker and it's not really, it doesn't really work, but a smart entity can manipulate it to do what it wants. And as all this is going on, the word King comes across with a capital K and turns out uh, the warden's name was King, who was murdered in that cell. So that's one of the fun things of this game, not dangerous. But when I talk to, and especially empaths, healers, and, um, you know, anybody, especially paranormal investigators, more so than anyone because they're walking into it. Um, I tell everyone, first of all, there's a book called Witch's Shield. Everyone should get it. It's short. It's perfect. It's beautifully written uh, by a, uh, actually by a witch named Chris Pensack, who's just brilliant. That is just the starting place. You know, people can uh, there's other, there's many, many ways to do it. I always tell everyone salt, 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 salt in your bath. If you take a shower, salt scrub, um, meditate, uh, clean all seven layers of your aura. There's so many ways that it can be done, but I tell people to find their way and just keep doing it and build it over and over. 
yeah, drop it to the earth. Stand still, put your feet, even your own, in your, you can drop it to the earth. And if you notice on my screen behind me, that light is the sea salt. Yes, the salt I, lamps. I keep, um, I have one in my bedroom. I have another one getting ready to be put up once my furniture comes. So I, I you know. I'll get free. Three. I just, you know, my new obsession is earthing shoes, um, which I guess Birkenstocks are earthing shoes. They're made of cork. So you're always connected to the earth and they make right. vegan ones. So I couldn't be more excited. So you're not, um, yeah. you're not to eat them, you're allowed to. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes, the shoes don't eat meat at all. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God for that. So, um, all right, that's, I don't I had another thought in my head and it just went out when you were talking. The protection thing is very important, folks. It really is. Now, oh, I want to ask you, with the paranormal investigation, did you help these souls pass on? I mean, move on? Was there any ritual done to help? Because I, I, I love those shows. I used to watch them, but I was starting to get really, like I would talk to the TV and say, well, okay, this is great, but who's moving them on? At this point, well, I'm just talking about imprints in the wall or imprint in the space, you know. You know, it's interesting because there, there every once in a while we would have mediums who would do that. Okay. Um, it's I just went to a shaman who was like, You, I, I think before I met you, mm -hmm. and she said, You have to start doing that. And she told me a way to do it. And so she's like, You're a medium and you got to start doing that. And so I have just started. So, um, but it's interesting because a lot of times in these haunted places, it's like, if they become very well-traveled, it depends too, if they're looking at houses or I'm going to use uh, the Portland tunnels underneath the, the city. Um, I, when they become, there's a ghost tour that goes through every week. Okay. A lot of the spirits kind of tune out. It's actually not that haunted. A, a really uh, well-traveled place becomes kind of some spirits tune out and the ones that like the attention tune in. So there's sort of a give and take, but usually a lot of them, I think, don't, aren't aware or aren't, it's, it's some well, of them. I, I mean, they don't want to go. They don't want to go. We were in with one uh, in a hotel room and he, he said, to one of the mediums, he said, I don't want it. I killed a lot of people. I'm afraid they're over there. So that by the time you get to these haunted locations, I think they've made a decision whether they're staying or going, mm -hmm. which is much different than when you walk into a house and someone may not know they've passed. Right, right. I've done house clearings for the years. You know, it comes in cycles for me. There's times when I don't do anything at all. So I've got five or six house clearings setting there. You know, we're coming into this place where the veils are so lifting for us i want to you you should teach a, a mediumship class i'm actually going to start a class on getting first start helping people really not that just know their guides but build a relationship not for their personal information should i do this should i do that but for that connection because spirit has said to me it was about six eight weeks ago i was really distressed about what was going on in the world i try to stay out of it but i'm human and i went to spirit i said help me i was really upset they said we're here. A lot of this is so that you know we're here, not just you, you plurally, that you make a connection with us that is insurmountably unable to be diminished. So we're here to help. We can mitigate it. We can change it. But you have to do that with us now. You think you're doing it alone. So I'm starting a class with the elders and the ancestors and the guides because Many of our guides are our ancestors, are our elders, are elders from other levels, right? Uh -huh. I really do want to. I have not ever taught mediumship because it's been such a natural gift for me. That you know, so I, it might I, be harder, yeah, as you yeah. are always. So we'll see, but with, that keeps coming up. So why don't we talk about um, your mediumship and what it's like when it started, what it's like now? Oh, I just had a flash. I'm going to go back to when you, you look very willowy to me. So how old are you then? 11, 12, 13? What happened Go then? Oh. And, um, it, and it doesn't have to be anything personal you have to bring it to the screen, but you know, there seems to be a, a, a tap of my shoulder. Uh, that for, for a minute, I thought, that you, year. I thought you were giving me a compliment. Like you look really good. You look well, like you do look beautiful, but <laughs> sorry. 
I was going to go on 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm not, I, like I said, I am not good with time, but I'd imagine that was the time I, I was a very good athlete and I got in basketball at that time. And it turned out it was <clears throat> very, um, I came from a family that uh, great, you know, nothing against my parents, but it was very aggressive. It was, um, you know, if I didn't play well, my dad didn't talk to me and I, you know, I was just a kid and it really seemed like uh, it really was a defining part of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, it, yeah, that was probably the hardest. I would, I would like to say that's the hardest time. That was ours. I wonder why that tap with that because we were getting ready to talk about your mediumship here. I wonder what the tap about that was. Because I saw it. It wasn't just, oh, let me talk about this. And I can see the basketball because we kind of like we're in the air doing this as we went by. So you know, that also may have been uh I had a any uh one of the very first experiences that I had um as a psychic probably right in that same area. My sister had epilepsy and she's three years older than me, uh, looks exactly like me, but with dark skin and totally short, completely different figure. Um, so we had gone to the beach one day and you know, Massachusetts, I think you're from New Jersey, New York. Philly, I'm from Philly, but I know. Oh, you're from Philly. Yeah. So when you're from Pittsburgh, Massachusetts, it's a five, you know, long hour drive to the beach. You spend the day, you drive home. It's a big day. So we had been there all day and the waves were huge and she didn't feel good. And she thought she was going to have a seizure. But finally, at the end of the day, she said, okay, I'll go into the water. Mm -hmm. And I was about 20 feet from her. She goes into the water. She's right next to my dad. First big wave comes and no problem. And then I turn and look at her and she screams, oh my God, I'm going to have a seizure. So I ran over to her and she sort of sat on my hip and I started to run out of the water and then pardon the motorcycle behind me. And then something inside said, no, you have to go out deep into the water. So I turned around and I started running out deeper and deeper into the water. Huge wave comes and I turned my back to it. My father said the only thing that made it over the wave was my sister's head. And that if we had been in any closer, we would have been caught in the undertow and tumbled. So I got her to the beach and I said to my father, why didn't you grab her when she screamed? You were right next to her. And he said, she never screamed. And I said, tell him you screamed. And she said, I had never, I froze. So I think that was my first like big experience where it was like, even, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that the, yeah, yeah. So, therefore we have spirit wanting you to recognize that that's, how large your opening with the mediumship really is. Thank you. I, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm re in fact, it's very interesting because yesterday my guides told me school starts on Monday. So. And here we are on Sunday and, look, <laughs> and our session got pushed back. Yes. <laughs> because I made a mistake. And I, I was trying, I was trying in my head I finally figured out on Zoom how to put it in the Eastern time so it would show up on my phone and how to put it in my phone so it wasn't backing it back up to confusing me with Pacific time, which it did uh, with, with your time. Um, but and it had to get moved. And then last night I went, oh man, I gotta, I gotta put that meeting in my book because I forget every week. And that's when I called you and you were like, I don't think we can, said, Never mind, I have them free. <laughs> So I guess this is like preschool today. It is. You know what else is funny? They dropped a book. Uh, I went to the library. They? And I, they my guides. Okay. Um, so I, I, basically I've just been doing tarot, but I'm a Reiki master, but I, 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 I never really quite got in the groove oh, of that. And the other... You've been doing more than tarot. It goes deeper than that. Yes. I'm, I'm off the, I'm off the, I'm off the, the, um, the charts. I'm yeah. off the cards a lot. Yeah, yes. Right. Now it's 50, 50 at least. Yeah. And, uh, so I, uh, I did a healing for someone that, uh, I went back and I did a healing and it went it went so kind of well that I was like, well, maybe I should look into this again. And then there's a, uh, so I went and I was looking up some yoga books and one came in and it was called the subtle body. And I know that book. 
I, I went through about the first three pages and then I saw it was on an audio and I was like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to be doing some healings here. I'm supposed to bring in more information and do that. So I think they're all going to coincide. And um, I had some people send me pictures of people that have passed that I don't know to practice on. So uh, I, I think it will be, my whole astrology says I'm way more of a medium than a psychic. So that gets me excited. I'll mm-hmm. give it a shot. So folks, what you're watching here as we're going back and forth is, is the movement of the river of, of spirit, of the great creator, the Christ light, Mother Mary, whatever you call that big thing we all are of. You know, and we are, I don't believe each of us are God. I don't think we're mature enough. I don't think we have enough information. I, I just, I think we're part of it, you know, put our heads together and our hearts together. We could be part of this great river. But what you just watched in our, not just our interaction, but the, what she, what um, excuse me, Karen was describing is how I felt really badly. I had to change it. I was like, maybe I shouldn't go to the meeting, you know. And then I felt really badly the day that that I screwed it up. So I felt bad for both days. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, I screwed this up. But that's because tomorrow's her first day of school. Get all they say. Get all your your craziness out of your system today. Tomorrow school starts. Um, you know what's funny? I'm so glad you said that because there's a lot of. Um, you know, there's, here's the thing. I really do. People do email me when they have pretty bad, more so than just regular spirits in their house. And I work through Tommy and there's a lot of people out there that are like, Hey, you're God, you are a God. And you, um, you know, you, if you run into a demon, you say, Hey, I'm a human. You don't have any domain over me. And then I get the email that says, Hey, I said I was a God and I have domain over you demon go away. And now there's something in my house. And I love the way you said that, that we're all a part. I believe we're all a part, but to, to take that ego and think we have command over everything. Uh, I don't go that route. Uh, no, I, I, how could that possibly be? Yeah. It's gotten us into trouble here. A very, like you said, the arrogance and the separation between our humanity and our, and our, the other piece, whatever that we call spirituality, but I'm not even sure what to call it anymore and merging that together because we are there's a beautiful song out there called the turtle and in the song that they sing it's like put to choir like a big choir it's beautiful i hope i get this right i could never find it online to quote it but it made me cry while they were singing about it's about the earth and they, they do it with metal banging in the rain it's very powerful and they they sing at one point we are the, I think it's the prayer from heaven to earth and the love from earth to heaven. Mm. Now, so people, yeah. no more telling other people they're not woke. I don't like that because you're not looking at them through God's eyes. You don't know. You don't know. Be kind. You don't know what people are carrying. You never know. Walk a mile in your brother's moccasins and then you tell us, okay? We just don't know. That's not justifying any form of being out of integrity or deceit or irresponsibility. You know, that's a fine line that everything's supposed to happen for a reason. But then again, we are responsible to walk in a certain way in this world. And that's where the teachers come in because I didn't know how to walk. I mean, I knew how to walk. Actually, I was born with, with, with cerebral palsy. So I spent my childhood in leg braces. Imagine that. Wow. Right. So I really literally had to learn to walk on my heels and not on my toes. But I didn't know how to, I wasn't the same woman I am now. And let me tell you, I'm talking about your old egos. I had a big fat ego. I got a teacher, some of them a little harsh, that would c- confront that ego because they knew where I was going they knew who I was and they knew that could never, eventually it would block my face. So if your ego is getting mitigated, be grateful for it. Don't lose it because that makes your, your identity. You have to be individual within the community. We have to. Just know that you're beloved and that this is all about the love. And I, as I say that, I would like if you feel comfortable kind of throwing something into your lap that we didn't talk about um, to... Um, either with the cards and or 
just as a medium, see, see what happens as we talk. Sure, I'll give it a try. I'll give anything a try. I love it. Um, you know, interesting too. The, and you can um, always take it back on anything I'm saying. If you want to say anything along those lines, you just go for it, girl. There was something, but I think we have the same memory problem today. Which, by the way, how interesting. This deck is very slippery, but it's a waterproof deck. I don't know why I bought it, but they came out with a waterproof rider made of plastic. So it's the one I keep on my desk. Um, <laughs> for all the people that are going to cry over it? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know, until they slide all over the place. So it wasn't exactly the best design. Um, you know, I, so I'm a Leo, so I have to watch. Oh, my I was just gonna say, for some reason, I stopped myself. I was going to say, what sign are you? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a Leo, a Gemini rising and Gemini all over the place. Um, okay. but, uh, but I, Leo? <laughs> yes. Are you a Leo? No, I'm an Aquarian oh, with, yeah. with a, either a Piscean or Aquarian rising depends because my birth time was not marked correctly on, on my birth certificate. Uh, and I, I do have a Piscean over like, so my daughter says to me, mom, you're the most emotional Aquarian I've ever met, but I have a moon in Gemini and a load of Gemini Aquarius and Sag and Leo. It gives me that place where I can sit here and do this all in the 10th, 11th, 12th house, mostly with teacher. Wow. Yeah. Well, two things I was going to say, because so I always, and that's the best thing about my demonologist friend is he is like, when you're doing this work, ego, you have to watch ego all the time. All because the time. It's a slippery it, slope. Yeah. Especially in what he does, because he is like, you never more power. He said, all I'm trying to do is stay on the same playing field when I do something with something dark entity. Would you, will you explain to people what a demonologist, what that, I mean, like, like a Weber dictionary just sure because I, you kept saying it i'm thinking it kept jumping out so we're just going to explain that for a moment of course we can't explain it. I, i'd love to talk to him maybe he would come on and, yes. and talk to people so you know and even with his ego even he he always will call himself a consultant i call myself a consultant but he knows uh he when you have something really not human uh in your house and he's the guy that gets rid of it. But it's a very interesting and long process that I work with him on. But it's interesting in that when you hear demonologists, you think, oh, is this guy all dressed in black and he never smiles? And it's the exact opposite. He is keeping his vibration high at all times. He's the friendliest, nicest guy you will ever meet um, because it is about keeping your vibration high and staying out of it. Mm -hmm. But he knows things like dead languages. He knows like I, when someone comes to you with an issue, first send them a very long questionnaire, which is very interesting because um, if people are making, I don't want to say making it up, but if it's something that we, I had a case where a woman was insisting something was attacking her at night and she came to me and I said, okay, this is our process. This is how we do it. And it turned out long story was she had moved back with her mother who was still with her stepfather who had molested her. So it wasn't exactly an entity attacking her. It was her reliving the trauma. So she wanted me to come over and say some magic words and get rid of this when it was her actually reliving. Mm -hmm. So the more I gave her the questionnaire and the madder she got, and I finally had to say to her, well, if you know somebody that can do it faster, please call them. So it's it, the process that we take people that are either faking it or something, they tend to drop out. On the other hand, we just worked with a guy who, who thought he had something in his house. Turns out he's a medium. He's having a poltergeist, which is, uh, as you know, not an outside force. His own psychic abilities are sort of making his house go crazy. We got him to do his own study and his own you know, psychic stuff and it all calmed down. So Tommy knows this stuff when I call him with something, he'll go, it sounds like this, or it sounds like that. In fact, I'll tell you a very strange tarot story because tarot and paranormal are now bleeding over quite a bit. In fact- You realize with all this light, that the dark has split and we, we, veil's lifting. So we have a lot more um, opportunity for the light, but also the other ones who need to be moved on yeah. can have a field day also, so. Yeah, so I had a, um, this is, a, this 
uh, I had done an ayahuasca um, years ago and the vine spirit had told me, she showed me me, an Indian woman and a African-American man. And she said, this is you. Oh. And I said, this is, so, oh, these are past lives. And she said, no, this is you. And I said, uh, cause there's no time. She's no, this is you as though I'm three consciousnesses on the earth. And I, that's what I started gathering from it. So I started, this is, this is now jump ahead, like eight years. And again, I don't remember much. Carried me. So I'm reading for this woman who is telling me she thinks her husband is possessed. And I was like, that doesn't feel right. And then she told me about his drinking and something else. And in my mind, I see a man that is dressed like the magician card. And I go, this is his other consciousness. And he knows how to get into your husband's body. So when your husband is drinking, he's switching bodies. And then just on a whim, I go, he can see me. And I thought, that's weird. So sure enough, uh, about a week later, everything's real weird in my apartment. There's things moving around. There's uh, So I call Tommy. I go, Tommy, I don't know what happened. Without missing a beat, he just goes, did you piss off a magician? <laughs> don't piss off magicians. I pissed off a, 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 a third degree Wiccan woman and it took me years trying to find the guy who he said oh you got shreds let me take care of this they're mine now and finally years later people I would ask people are they still and they said no I can't find them and he would say Drew would say to me yeah I got them they're not going anywhere yeah. So, yeah, don't so, piss off. Don't piss off. No. Yeah. So, so Tommy's always there, and and we've had some several dark, really dark cases, but I, but that's not for today. That's for not for today. Yes, and um, but also when you're talking about the veil being thin, it is. So I always try to say, uh, I always say a prayer, and I always ask God to forgive me, even if I've had my ego or I haven't been humble, even if I don't know it. Like I always want to start from that point. And I started studying the archangels and what they really look like, which is I get obsessed on something and then I go on a rabbit hole. And for people that it's very interesting when you look at the original artwork or, you know, seraphims are these angels that have six sets of wings and cherubs of like four heads. And it's all very like, I almost laugh that we still think they look like us with wings and they don't. And so I was, I just couldn't stop looking at the seraphim and I had a dream about a seraphim and I was woken up by a voice that said in my ear, yeah, that's what we look like. So angels, demons, whatever you're thinking about folks, it's right. I feel like we have more access, more immediate access right now than I've ever felt. I know well, that. That's why we need to be like children again and be as, as uh, happy as we can be. Yes. So like, like my demonologist, keep your, keep your vibration up all the time. Because like attracts like, and that's so interesting. We could do 16 different shows on all this. I know. You know <laughs> amazing to me. Um, uh, I'm going to say something. Seraphon. What is a seraphon? Uh, seraphons are the angels that are said to fly. They, they fly around God singing, holy, holy, holy. <laughs> but they have six sets of wings. And sometimes you kind of, the, some of those drawings are, or sculptures of them is just a head with like wings and wings and wings. Right. Um Actually, Dungeons and Dragons did a, that's a game that has yeah. a, they did the most beautiful, I almost bought it. I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. They did the most beautiful six-winged creature. And I was just like, that's, you know, that's what they look like. There's, it, it's kind of hard to find the art, but once you get to find it, it's a, I mean, Archangel Gabriel was what started this because I know they said he spoke to Muhammad. Muhammad was in bed three days shaking because, uh, you know, because of what Archangel Gabriel looked like. And then there was another one. I don't know if it was Daniel. There's one in the Bible. And then <laughs> Gabriel came back like as a man, like, is this better? Um, and I only had one friend that said she had a dream. And she said, and I was in the dream and she said, look, there's Archangel Gabriel. And I was like, what did he look like? And she was like, I don't think I was okay with what he looked like. <laughs> and I said, like human? She said, humanoid-ish. So um, I, it just is a fascination. But again, I think you, we think they look like us with wings. Well, they probably don't. <laughs> There's all forms of creation in, in worlds that we just don't know about. 
Yes, so yes. We're going to move over then now, as if we have not been walking right into it. <laughs> Um, about the mediumship, the cards, if you would okay. honor us. And I would love to have you back or have other people that you know come on and talk about angels and have Tommy come on, not for the drama of it, but for the information. Yeah. So much happening in this world, it's not just being informed, it's being elevated or open so that we can go ahead and make that uh, grand entrance yes. to the next place. And, and Tommy is a TV editor. So right now he's working on the road, but I have first dips on him coming back on my podcast. Okay. Get him on yours. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's see what the cards, what you, how you'll do this, what will happen. Um, so shall I, um, I like to, I always say I can get a more specific or better question when I ask answer when I ask the question correctly. So shall I ask, um, I'll just ask about mediumship for me yeah. and I'll show you what comes up and then you can do your interpretation also. Yeah. We can also, I would like to hear if anything comes out of your voice about in mediumship, right? Any messages and we bring the light around all things always. And we, we know that the greatest of great will be here with us. Amen. And I, oh, oh, very interesting right off the bat. Um, do you, so I, I always say mediumship is two things, is speaking with the dead and um, it is sort of channeling from your guides, right? It's like a double? Yeah. Okay. For me, for me, it, it passed, the ones that pass on don't come in as quickly as like with Isaiah, you know, but I can do that, that form of work. To me, mediumship and channeling are somewhat different just because I do it differently. Um, Got it. Pardon this piece of hair. I don't know what to do with it. It's just uh, my whole head of hair. Yeah, go, <laughs> go ahead. Um, Let's see. What card did you say? Oh. Uh, well, the, there's three of them, but I also have to tell you this part. So I did a meditation and um, my guides, I always have this meditation where I go on top of a pyramid and I'm always kind of dressed the same and I'm always wearing the same thing. And my guides came in and they changed it and they put a band around my head. And they usually put just a jewel here and they put a whole band around my head. They changed the color of what I was wearing and they put two guardians next to me and they seem to be made of stone. I don't, that's all I can tell you is they were like rock formations and one stands on the left and one stands on the right. And all this happened right before I started this, like, here's your protection, here's your guardians. They, I don't know what that is or if that's metaphor, but it definitely feels positive. It's not so, metaphor, it's actual protection. It, you know what, I found it interesting. <coughs> it, they're made of stone and I thought, that's to show me strength. Oh, right, so, right, right. yes. So uh, the first card is the queen of cups, which to me is just intuition and the whole thing and the crystal cup that she's looking into. Um, the second is the king of pentacles, which I don't really, the first thing I get with this is that I'm talking about the 3D world, about the earth world. Uh, and the third card is of course the card of death, the, the card of speaking with those on the other side. Um, so when I put that all together, I really feel like it's, I just keep hearing that it's already there. It's already there. And the information that I'm getting is correct about um, there are certain changes I'm making to my apartment that came to me yesterday that are about putting rosemary over my um, door and something else um, is with that. But I just keep getting that I'm already there. I'm just in my own way. I don't know. So how do you, so, so then just step out of your own way. You know, it's easier said than done because I used to do that. I, when I first started channeling, I did open-eyed and conscious, but I didn't want to be wrong. And then I had a very powerful experience with a woman out of 50 or 100 people. I channeled, but I changed the words and she came up and gave me the, the information back verbatim and the words they wanted to use. And I learned at that moment I needed to step away. And it was very difficult. It took me many years to finally do that. So by saying and shrugging is not... Please, I understand this, this is not that easy, 
when I saw the cards, I thought this is about partnership, the partnering. Partnering with guides or with, uh, uh, you mean the this one? Yeah. Partnering yeah. with? With the, um, one of the physical as well as the guides. Um, you said something else. Let me see if I can retrieve it with you here. I think Queen of Cups was clear. Yeah, that's you. That's you. That is, I see that as a travel card, but I also see the card of, of leaving, um, uh, of depression or moving, trying to move out of those places. It could be those who've passed who have suffered and need uh, help to move on. It is also though, you said it to me, let me, let me see if I can grab it again. Um, when you were talking about the rosemary, I thought about the, the um, what is it called? Lentils at the door. The, the, mm -hmm. I thought, well, then definitely you were in the time of Moses. And this is about protecting the home so that they don't come get the firstborn. Um, and it's also Egypt. If you will allow those beings to, to move with you, you will see that you will not lose your identity. This is not about you losing anything. This is about a, a flowering of great, uh, to heal discomfort of control. So it's that the flowering process where you will be part of um, them and they of you. you, you don't have to worry. It's, it's funny that you say Egypt because what I also I ordered to put over my door was the eye of Horus. Thank you. Because you know, not to put blood, I mean, you know, that's not gonna really fly right now. But you know, it's really that whole process of the, the firstborn child. Are you a firstborn child? Second, but- um, oh, That's right, your sister, yes. You know what I think is in my own way is um, it's, it's low self-esteem. Like this is a gift for others that uh, know more than me. And this whole year has been about showing me that I'm where I'm supposed to be. It's not knowing more or less. Right, I, right. I have what I need at it's the time. Stepping back, it's like, what I saw in my head when you said that is step back into them so that it becomes this beautiful, warm bath for you. So having said that, is there any messages from any of the beings that have collected with us today for the people before we go? It goes back to the highest vibration, that word or that phrase from when I was talking, at the, the key that they showed me about today was the key of the demonologist that is the highest vibration, that that is what we can do right now for everything, for ourselves and for the earth. It just keeps going back to that phrase, highest vibration. Highest vibration. You know, what's funny. I, I think I'm energetically getting something that's like from the earth up that that is a feeling more than words that I don't know how to put into words right now. Mm -hmm. I do feel like uh, that, that I'm hearing that that is what we need right now yes. more so than anything because we're about to step off a ledge. Yes. But yes. everyone is going to be OK yes. if you hold yes. your space you're going to be okay. That's perfect. So, perfect. Go ahead. So don't be afraid. And, and if you're, if you're standing on the ledge, trust yourself that you can still stand there without going over. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you can't help others, but some are going to rush by and just know that they will be taken care of. Mm -hmm. They have their own purpose in their own space, but take care of you and yours and it keeps saying the word grace, as in do it with grace and think about what that means, because we're all about to get pushed and um, we don't have to push back all the time. It's yeah. not necessary. We don't have to judge others if they're going to go ahead and run off the edge. We don't know. This, these are their agreements. Sometimes we will instinctively be able to put our arm out and stop it because it's 
agreement, not of their soul, but of their mind. And what I heard as you began to get that information is, oh, children of God. No, let me rephrase it. Weep, children of God, for all that has gone on and all that make that all that shall be, and then rise up. And also know that this is enough. That to bring the highest vibration isn't wasted. Right. And it is more powerful than you know. As with your energetic protection and the love that you send to others, it is more powerful than you know. It's not wasted. There's a, re there's a feeling of... Um, the phrase that became bad, love... Uh, thoughts and prayers, love and light. That's a real thing. Yes. And it needs to be used now, not just as an airy-fairy thing, but as a prayer, a real prayer for everyone and everything. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm seeing all this light on your third eye and your throat. So I will suggest when you're done that you do some uh, cleansing on all that area, please. Okay. And um, anything else you'd like to say to the people before I ask you to go ahead and Give them their, your contact information. Um, I just want to say thank you to you. What an amazing uh, connection. And thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So Karen, where can people connect with you? Uh, they can find me at my website, which is karenrontowski.com or Paranormal Karen seems easier to remember. Right. Um, and uh, they can listen to the podcast, Paranormal Karen and uh, you know, maybe I'm doing a comedy show near you, uh, but all everything's at KarenRontowski.com. R-O-N-T-O-W-S-K-I. Thank you. I was going to ask you to spell that. All right. Forgive me, you beautiful people, you, but I just moved. So you're going to see gray in my hair and a little tiredness on my face. But that has nothing to do with who is really going on inside of me. I, normally, I'm all spiffed up, all ready to go, and we're on our way. But this has still been a very powerful, powerful time together. My name is Amaya Victoria. You can uh, reach me at amayacenter.com. My phone number is there or email me. I am on Facebook, Amaya Center or Amaya Victoria. Twitter is Amaya Victoria. Uh, Pinterest is Amaya Center. And Instagram is Amaya Center. All right. Until I see you again, remember this, love is the only answer because love has always been the only question. So don't forget to breathe. You know, remember today is today, tomorrow is tomorrow, and that you're deeply loved and wanted. That is the truth. And it has always been the fact. God bless each of you. Until next time, God bless you all.